Hey guys, welcome to Parks and Rec episode number 24. I'm Chris. And I'm Yanni. And if this is your first time here, hey, welcome. And if you've been here before, welcome back. It's the most wonderful time of the year! Yeah, because today we just got our big information drop from Universal Studios about the upcoming Halloween Horror Nights 32. Uh, so we're, we're now in official spooky season. It's the most... Oh wait, wrong holiday. That's Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's we're now kicking off our Halloween horror months, where we're basically just going to be a Halloween podcast, which is fine. We were always a Halloween podcast. Every day is Halloween. So what we're going to do is we're going to walk you through the announcements of the scare zones, all of the houses, some of the other stuff to do, and then we're going to count down our most anticipated list for the scare zones and the houses. So see what we're doing? We're teasing you. You got to stick around until the end. <laughs> To get the, the meat. Or you can just skip to the end. No, no skipping. <laughs> Not allowed. So uh, we're going to start off with the scare zones. And my reasoning for this is the scare zones are kind of omnipresent as you're walking around the park. Like, even if you choose not to go to any of the houses, you're still going to experience the scare zones. Unless you just walk in and stand by the front gate. Like, as soon as you walk into the park, you'll be getting to like one of two scare zones, depending on which way you go. Or you can stand right in the middle and do nothing, yeah. which is weird. Which isn't, which isn't fun. Why would you spend the money? <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, but kicking this off, we're going to have Dr. Oddfellow's Collection of Horror. And all of these descriptions are coming right from Universal Studios' uh, website. So this is their verbiage, not mine. Uh, but for Dr. Oddfellow's Collection of Horror, it says, Dr. Oddfellow will lure you into Halloween Horror Nights with the promise of immortality. As he lifts the veil on all the horrors to come, you'll soon realize you might not even survive the night. This is your table of contents. Yeah, basically this is what you walk into and you get kind of like a sneak peek at the rest of the scare zones they're going to see. Kind of like they had last year. Yeah. Which I, which I think is fine. It's a great way to set the tone. I'm sure next time we get to the park they're probably going to have all the rigs up with the Halloween Horror Nights logo on it that shoots the flames off. But no little boo. Probably. Well, we don't know. There's a chance. There is a chance little boo <laughs> could be there. Um, yeah, so this is, like you said, your table of contents. Yeah, and then we follow up with the San Francisco area scare zone. You have Dark Zodiac, which also includes Dr. Oddfellow. He has entered a dark dimension to harness the power of the Zodiac and live forever. He twists the science into malevolent beings with who foretell your doom. As his star rises, yours falls. Yeah. Kind of cool. I was listening to the Universal podcast. Listen to the Universal podcast before you go in there, too, as well. Um, there's also going to be some tarot card inspiration. And there's also going to be some elemental elements. Elemental elements is the only thing there. I did. Yeah, so I'm excited for this one. Uh, next up, and this is going to be in the New York, <clears throat> excuse me, the New York part of Halloween Horror Nights, the Central Park area, kind of like where you veer off to go towards Simpsons Land. Uh, this is Jungle of Doom Expedition Horror. In the 1920s, Dr. Oddfellow ventured deep into the darkest jungle, performing horrific experiments on nature. Now his monstrous creations are running amok and are coming after you. If you're going to whisper, you got to get closer. 
I'm super excited for this one. Always, like, the Central Park ones are one of my favorite scare zones. And I might be wrong because I've only gone, like, three years. But it seems like anytime they do anything, like, plant or overgrown related, they do it in this area probably because of, like, all the tree cover that it has. It's also, like, the least lit of the scare zones, I feel like. so. It's oh, always... I think it's pretty lit. <laughs> it's so, so it's extra spooky. Now, what's the next one there? Over in the New York side of the park, you have Vamp 69, Summer of Blood. At a 60s music fest in a small New York town, you'll jam to popular bands with fellow concertgoers until Dr. Oddfellow unleashes vicious vampires on the audience. They're out for your blood. Yeah, uh, this one's probably the most realized scare zone so far. Um, a lot of pictures and videos have been coming out from this where they already have like a full stage built right in front of the area where the tribute store is heavily rumored to be landing once again. Uh, kind of on that corner in New York across from where uh, Rip Ride Rocket juts out over the park. Uh, this one sounds pretty cool. I know we watched a video of Vamp 85 the other night, just mm-hmm. since this is like in that line. And that one seemed really cool, so I'm I'm looking forward to what they bring to this one. I, I'm hoping that the stage that they have set up will actually have bands on it. Ooh. I think that would be great because they've done live music before with the uh, Legendary Truth House where they had the lounge singer at the Kitty Cat Club. I think if they're able to have like actual performers on stage, that would bring a great energy to it. But who knows? It could just be a set piece or they could just use it like they have for other scare zones where there's going to be like an MC on there and like acting out story stuff. But we'll see. And finally, we have Shipyard 32, Horrors Unhinged. Uh, and this one, enter a 1940s San Francisco shipping yard full of mysterious crates and cages bearing Dr. Oddfellow's symbol. Beware his nightmarish oddities have now escaped, spreading fear and chaos in their wake. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, this one, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. It's in the San Francisco area, which... I haven't really enjoyed many of the scare zones that I've experienced through there yet, but we'll see. I'm hoping we see stuff from the past. Not having gone to many Horror Nights, I don't know what to expect to see, but since this house takes place, or not house, but this scare zone takes place in the 1940s, there could be some throwbacks to other HHN stuff, but I don't know if it's anything that I would recognize. The alien lady? But the alien lady, was that from the 1940s? She's from the 1950s, but also mm, like... Mm, then I don't know. But she was also in Hellblock. I think a Hellblock had everybody in it, though. That's <laughs> not a good example. Uh, but then we'll jump over into the actual houses. This is the moneymaker. This is what's getting you to go to Halloween Horror Nights. So uh, why don't you kick us off with the first one? So we got confirmation that we're going to get Stranger Things Season 4. And this one is try to escape the curse of Vecna. You'll need your squad to resist Vecna's gruesome curse. Like Eleven, now's your chance to stop him once and for all as you take on the scariest season of Stranger Things yet. So I noticed in all of these they still mention your squad, but they dropped the scream part of it. It's no longer your scream squad. I think they realized... It's kind of cheesy. <laughs> and they struck it from all the copy this year. No, if only they would leave the Never Go Alone. 
I, in the I past. don't know. I like that. I feel like that's iconic for them. They they keep up with that. Uh, we had already known about Stranger Things for a little bit. That was like that second house that they announced. But today we got one of the other big IPs with The Exorcist Believer. And this is the new remake, requel, relaunch, however you want to look at it, for The Exorcist franchise. Uh, this one is An Evil Reawakened. Two missing girls have been found with no memory of what happened to them. But wherever they went, the ultimate evil has returned with them. Enter the most terrifying scenes from the new Blumhouse film. Uh, and this movie actually comes out October 13th. So they're kind of treating this house as almost like an extended trailer for the movie. So this isn't going to be like a one-for-one, one, like, hey, this is the story of the movie. It's kind of like setting you up for the movie. So if you like this house, hey, guess what? See the rest of it <laughs> in theaters. Uh, we follow up with, I believe, the second IP that was announced with The Last of Us. You and your squad will encounter the haunting and overgrown world of the video game in a brand new, terrifying way. Stay silent if you want to survive a multitude of clickers, hunters, and more. Yeah, this was the first actual announcement that we had for this year because the next house that we're going to be talking about they actually announced last year which is the first one uh which is chucky ultimate kill count before we just knew it was going to be a chucky house now we have the official title for it uh chucky's back for even more carnage chucky the serial killer doll is back for new gore fest he's hijacked his own haunted house with all kinds of bloody hijinks you and your friends must try to survive his ultimate kill count so this one doesn't sound like it's actually based on off of the show like we were kind of expecting to be when they had announced it last year on halloween mind you like we were in line for some house i can't remember what it was when they announced this yeah it was literally the end of horror nights that they were like here this is the new one which was really cool uh i think i still want to watch season two of chucky in preparation for this because i really did enjoy season one and i think this is going to be that version of Chucky and from what my guess is is it's going to be a Chucky themed Halloween Horror Nights house but Chucky is in his own house so there might be like fake Chucky's that you see but then there's going to be like the actual Chucky there as well do you want the spoiler uh I guess sure okay so (laughs) Um, Chucky was invited to Horror Nights. This is like from the podcast because I did I did a lot of research today. <laughs> My brain's kind of fried. Um, basically, he was invited to see a preview of his house, and he hated it. So he killed okay. all the creators, hijacked the whole thing, and is now making it real. Okay, I'm not too far off. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of close. So, so, hey, good for me. Yeah, you're you're actually right on the money. So basically, everyone's getting involved in this kill fest. Let's the kill count commence. Uh, next up is Universal Monsters Unmasked. Four Universal Monsters, one new nightmare. Descend into the Paris catacombs where you and your squad will face a new horde of monsters. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, the Phantom of the Opera, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, and the Visible Man. Who's always been Who's, in... That's my favorite joke, is I, <laughs> I like to say, like, well, actually, the Invisible Man's been in all the Universal Monster houses. You just couldn't see him. <laughs> and we follow that up with Dr. Oddfellow's Twisted Origins. Uh, your soul is a price he's willing to pay. 
You won't be able to resist going inside Dr. Oddfellow's menacing menagerie of twisted oddities. But the price for you and your friends is steep. The cost of your souls to feed his immortal power. Uh, I don't know a lot about Dr. Oddfellow besides his tangential relationship to Jack the Clown. So this is actually something that I'm excited to kind of fall into that Wikipedia fandom like lore and start researching stuff because it's he's the icon question mark quotes around it this year. Uh, he's not an actual icon, but I think it's fun that Universal is kind of playing with the lore of Horror Nights a little bit more. Uh, and we'll we'll get to see more of it. So I'm amped for that. Uh, next up, we have Dueling Dragons Choose Thy Fate. No matter who you choose, you lose. Two warlocks of great power were turned into dragons after trying to take Merlin's spellbook. Now you and your friends are caught in their epic battle. You must choose a path and a victor. I am so pumped for this house. Yeah, this house is based off of the old side-by-side uh, -side roller coaster from Universal's Islands of Adventures that was part of the Merlinwood part of the park. And then when it transitioned into the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, it actually became the Dragon Challenge ride, which was then torn down a few years ago and replaced with Hagrid's Motorbikes, Magical Creatures motorbike adventure with magical creatures tm uh nailed it i love that roller coaster i know i've talked about it before on the show i loved it i miss it i'm sad it went away but i'm glad they're kind of bringing it back just in a different way um so yeah this is one that's definitely going to be on my list these are all on my list <laughs> and then we have yeti campground kills yeti or not here they come Boo. <laughs> it's not my joke. I know, I'm booing them. <laughs> you and your friends are about to venture into a 1950s campground overrun by huge, menacing yetis who rip apart anyone who gets in their way. You must flee to the ranger tower to escape. Yeah, I I like cryptid stuff. I think the Chupacabra house was pretty cool. Like, I know we kind of like talked down about it, but all in all, I, I like spooky folklore monsters. So I'm glad I get to see a Yeti one, because I think that would be kind of fun. Uh, this one is kind of, it's based on the Cinema Slaughter, Slaughter Cinema franchise. It's one of the houses there. Uh -huh. um, it also has a lot of dark humor similar to Bugs Eating Alive. Oh, bugs. I love Bugs. That was yeah. one of my favorites last year, so cool. Okay, well, I didn't know that before I made my list, so <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, next up, we have The Darkest Deal. Famous fleeting, fear is forever. Blues musician Pine Straw Spruce, which fantastic name, <laughs> by the way, uh, will have you face the music after meeting with the collector and trading his soul for musical glory. You and your squad learn the terrible price of fame. Uh, this is a house that was heavily rumored for a while, where it was like blues man sells his soul to the devil, and the devil comes to collect. Uh, I'm glad of all the rumored houses, this one is one of the ones that we're getting because I think it's going to just be like a really cool vibe. This one and Dueling uh, Dragons was the one that I was most excited for out of the originals. And finally, we have Blood Moon, Dark Offerings. In a colonial era village, moon worshippers witness a blood moon at their fall festival. 
They take it as a sign to hunt down any non-believer, um, non-followers, including you and your Scream Squad. Hey, Scream Squad's back! <laughs> Woo! Boo! <laughs> I, 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 this one sounds really cool. This is, I think, what was rumored to be like the Satanic Panic mm-hmm. house on all the speculation maps. Um, yeah, I, I'm hopefully optimistic for all of these houses. You'll hear our breakdown of them. In a little bit, but there's still a bunch of other things to do. It's not just the scare zones and the houses to go through. Um, there's a bunch of other things. This year we do have a returning show. Uh, Halloween Nightmare Fuel is returning with Nightmare Fuel Revenge Dream. Uh, there's no Lagoon show this year. Mm. Um, from what I saw and what I was able to gather, the Lagoon show is still somewhat damaged from the hurricane that came through last year that yes. shut down Ghoulish. Um, so as of now, still nothing for that, which is kind of a shame. If you're interested in Ghoulish, I definitely recommend looking it up online. I think it was a lot of fun. I'm glad we did get a chance to see it that one night um, before the hurricane came and unfortunately uh, ruined it for the rest of the season. Uh, while you're at Horror Nights, you'll still be able to go on a bunch of rides and attractions. We're not going to talk about those right now because those are stuff that's usually available for most days at Horror Nights yeah. so like it's universal like you're going to this for Horror Nights though uh, a new experience coming this year though is the Taste of Terror Dining event um, there's no Scare Actor Dining this year which we did a review of that last year when we went I really enjoy that whole experience I'm kind of sad they're not bringing it back the Taste of Terror is like $160. It takes place through most of August in the lead up to Halloween Horror Nights, which starts at the beginning of September, uh, which it's an all-you-care-to-enjoy tasting of some of the foods that will be available at Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, they do say you'll get a souvenir Blinky Cup there. There's a souvenir uh, Coke Freestyle Cup that you'll also be receiving. And then a like one free universal photo download. Mm. So I think they'll probably have scare actors in there, or it might be kind of like they did with scare actor dining where they had the photo spot set up where you could see Michael Myers or the mummy. Mm. They might not be like roaming, but I think they're still going to try to work that in some way. So it's like more than double the price of scare actor dining. So what are your thoughts on this? Uh, personally, I think it's very expensive. Um, I hate that they haven't really released any details on whether or not there are actually going to be scare actors there. Because that's like a hope, but it's not 100% confirmed. It would be cool to see them before Halloween Horror Nights, which, yeah, like that's a really cool preview. But I, I don't think I can justify the price. It's a lot of money. And I think this is really cool. And I would love to go do it just to try all the food. Because the foodie in me wants to experience it, wants to share that. Because, you know, this is something that we enjoy to do. And we all love to eat and drink. I think it's something that Universal is going to be doing to test out and try out the foods to see what people respond to, what people don't like before the actual event starts. So I think it's almost kind of like a test kitchen for them, which I think is 
a really cool way of doing it, kind of give people that sneak peek. We're also going to be eating all of this food throughout the event. So I'm of two minds where I'd like to go experience it and just figure out what the best of the best is going to be. And then for the rest of the event, just be like, okay, I, I know I like this. This is what I'm going to eat. But that's kind of part of the fun of us going is like each night trying some different stuff. And then at the end of the show, we get to go back and be like, all right, you know, time for our best of the fest. And we gorge ourselves on everything that we loved like from the previous months. I should also point out the Coke-free souvenir cup. You do have to pay to activate it per visit. So you get the cup for free, but you do have to pay every time you use it. Well, every day that you use Which it. Which I think is usually around 14 to $16. So if you're going to the event, it's still probably cheaper to get that cup and just use it to refill throughout the night than just buying like your regular fountain drinks. Because it's going to be hot, you're going to want to have drinks to cool down, stay hydrated. So I think $16 is better than whatever you'd be paying individually for each of those drinks. And, you know, you're going with friends, you're going with your family, you can share that cup. Like, there's a delay from when you fill it up to the next time you can refill. I think you have to wait, like, five minutes. But, yeah. come on, that's that's not that bad. Yeah. But also, hey, water's always free. Like, you can still go up to the Coke-free saw machines and refill a water bottle, which is what we actually do with our, our Blinky cups. Yeah. Because I was trying to justify this price when they announced this earlier this morning. It's like, well, yeah, it's $160. We're going to be trying all the food anyway, so this might be a good way to see what we don't like by just getting, like, that sample size version of it and being like, okay, well, it's a sunk cost. We've already paid that money. I would rather have that included in, like, the overall buy-in than spending, like, the 7 to $12 for it and being like, meh. That's me also just trying to justify it. So I can be like, yeah, let's go. Um, and then same thing, the Blinky Cup. Yeah, we're going to buy those, Like, but it'll cost $14. We get our money's worth out of that. So, you know, you subtract that $14 from your... Are alcoholic beverages included? They are not. They'll have a bar there where you can get the drinks at, but it's not included. Only, I believe, like soft drinks are included at that event. <laughs> you know, it, this is something new. We'll see how it works out for Universal if they make any changes or how it comes back next year. So that'll be interesting to see. We probably won't go unless I find like $170 on the floor. And I'm like, <laughs> cool, my my ticket's paid for. How are you going to go? Um, that's it for the stuff inside the parks. There are a couple other experiences that you get to take part into uh and this is something i actually started doing last year over at cabana bay they are gonna have chucky's twisted playground which is a photo illusion experience based on the usa sci-fi tv series with five unique scary photo opportunities um, this is only available for guests staying at a universal orlando resort uh, this is kind of like what they did last year with the universal monsters legends gallery i, I can't remember what they called it um is it Gallery of Legends by any chance? I don't remember, but because that's something different. So <laughs> okay. don't jump ahead. Um, but they had like photo ops with like Dracula, the Wolfman, and the Mummy. Uh, in addition to that, they are bringing 
some themed food and beverage offerings into the resorts as well. Over at Cabana Bay, they're going to have the Spooky Swizzle Lounge. And then at Universal's Endless Summer Resort, they're going to have the Spooky Sunset Lounge. And these are just open to anybody and everybody. So if you go to the resort, you're able to walk into either one of these bars to take, take part in these special offerings. Uh, and then they do also say that there's going to be special Halloween-themed cocktails at all eight Universal Orlando Resort hotels. Um, so same thing, like they won't be as like decorated and dressed up as uh, the Swizzle Lounge and Sunset Lounge, but you're still going to be able to go get specialty drinks, which I think is kind of fun. And it could be something like we do for a date night, like just resort hop over there because there's something else to see. And that's the Gallery of Legends. If you want to read that, <laughs> I'm going to take a drink. <clears throat> so be sure to set aside time to visit the other six universe. Orlando hotels as you go on a photo hunt to find different Universal Monsters photo opportunities waiting for you in the hotel lobbies. That is so cute! Yeah, so I think that would be kind of fun just to jump to each resort, take a picture with whatever monster's there, like, check it off your list, get a drink, jump to the next one. Um, could be a fun day. And then finish the night of Horror Nights. Finish the Horror Nights. Uh, so a lot of stuff going on. I love that Universal digs so deep into all of this stuff to get people excited and keep coming back. But now... Oh, no. You, you, I saw you. You have a list in front of you. You're prepared. I do. I do have a list. Um, so it's time to break it down. This is going to be our most anticipated. So your least anticipated to your most anticipated. Okay. Or, and let's start with Scare Zones again. All right. Scare Zones. Uh, my least anticipated scare zone is actually going to be Carnival of Oddities. Uh, that's my number five as well, because this is just going to be the one that you see when you walk in. And nothing against it. Like, we had some great experiences last year at HHN 31. I don't remember what it was called, like the Pumpkin Lord one. Yeah, it didn't matter because it has the in. Pumpkin Lord. It had the Pumpkin Lord. And I'm hoping that there's a similar thing with Dr. Oddfellow appearing at the beginning of it kind of like welcoming you into the event because it felt so like cool walking in and seeing like the pumpkin lord there every single time that we would walk in um i was looking back through my notes to see if i have the ones from last year but i don't it's fine you know which one we're talking about it's the one when you first walk in <laughs> uh number four Ah, uh, sorry. I, I flipped the pages looking. Oh, no. So I, I don't have it in front of me currently. Go ahead and give your number four. Uh, my number four is going to be Vamp 69, Summer of Blood. Uh, my number four is going to be Shipyard 32, Horrors Unhinged. Hmm. Um, I kind of said this when we were talking about the actual scare zone itself. Conjure the Dark was my least favorite last year. This is in that same area. Not saying it's going to be that one again, because I still did enjoy that scare zone after like going through it a few times i like that it was had like that kind of like interactive show mm -hmm. i love like the celtic metal music in it that was really awesome i just don't know about this one the fact that it's a bunch of his like monsters that he's captured or created they're just like breaking out of their cases makes me feel like this one's going to be kind of slapdash almost mm -hmm. like a hellblock horror scare zone where it's yeah. just gonna be like all right what costumes do we have okay 
put some boxes to have this guy walking around. Your alien girl. Maybe maybe she'll be back. <laughs> Just as for Hellblock. Hellblock deserved better. Hellblock was okay. It was all right. Uh, number three, though, I have Vamp 69, Summer of Blood. Yeah. Um, I don't have a strong relationship to anything from the 60s or 70s. I've never been like flower child, hippy dippy. I kind of want to dress music. up. <laughs> that's fine. Like you're allowed to. Like watching the video of Vamp 85 though, I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." But I was born in 82. Like I grew up with that aesthetic and that music as part of my childhood, so I have a stronger relationship to that. So I'm kind of sad that it's not Vamp 86 or like something similar. <laughs> I, but I applaud them for doing something different. People seem to really enjoy Vamp 85. And like the one a couple years after that, which was like Vamp 55. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I'm, I'm okay with this. My issue is that I walked through Vamp 85 and I don't remember it. <laughs> it was a year that I went. I just don't remember it. That's okay. What's your number two? Well, my number three. Oh, sorry, yeah. My number three is Dark Zodiac. Okay. I don't know. I like I like star signs. <laughs> I'm probably going to find the one Virgo and be like, let's take a picture. My birthday's next week. <laughs> um, not to jump ahead, mm-hmm. but that's actually going to be my number one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, my number two, though, is Jungle of Doom Expedition Horror. I really like this area of Universal Studios. Um, I really dug Scarecrow. I thought that was a lot of fun. The Terror Queen one from the year before was amazing. Was really good. And the years before I started going, because I vaguely remember 2019 when I walked through, and there was like the Vikings? like the Viking one, mm-hmm. like the Undead Vikings, which I thought was really cool, but. Previous to that, I've always had a Universal Studios annual pass, and that's probably the scare zone area that, throughout the days when I would go, seemed the most interesting, because that's where Trick or Treat treat was. Yes. And just the decorations that they hang in there, it always, it just seems so cool. And everything else just seems like props that are dropped on the street, Mm-hmm. And then they tie into it more. But the stuff in that Central Park area, just it's so well done. Um, Jungle of Doom is actually my number one okay. for those reasons. And my number two is Shipwreck 42. I just want to see throwbacks. Uh, <laughs> I understood that reference <laughs> when I walked through it. My, my number one, like I said, is Dark Zodiac. This is going to be in the same area that Graveyard was last year so the Hollywood area as you kind of like bear right walking in um, I'm not an astrology person mm-hmm. but anytime I look up anything about Libras I'm like okay yeah, that's me like that <laughs> that makes sense so I think this is going to be another great photo op one where people are going to be looking for whatever their star sign is um, if it is tying into other stuff like you said like the tarot and elemental things like that could be really cool too. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing some of the costumes in this one a lot. Is this one the 1920s one uh, or the 1930s? I can go back up. Uh, it just says Doctor Oddfellow has entered a dark dimension to harness the powers and live forever. Okay, this one's 1930s because this one's 1920s, so they're all going 1930s and then 1940s. 
We're skipping 50s, 60s, but we're going 60s. Mm, okay. There we go. There we go. go. I figured it out, y'all. All right. So now the big one, the houses. Ooh. Start with number 10. Number 10. The Exorcist, Believer. Uh, yeah, that's my number 10 as well. I've never been an Exorcist fan. Nothing against the movies. I know they have their fans. There's some iconic moments in it, but I'm just not a fan of it. Who knows? Maybe Believer will make me a believer. Uh-huh. Uh, but you said you've never seen Exorcist, so it's definitely something that we will watch in the lead up. Yeah, I just have it. nothing for The Exorcist, nothing against it. I've just never seen it. But, uh-huh. And that's okay. Like, it's a good horror movie. I just, I just don't love it. No, okay. Next uh-huh. up. Um, Chucky, Ultimate Kill Count. That's my number nine as well. Yep. Uh, again, I think it's a really cool idea. I really dig the Chucky show on sci-fi. I look forward to watching season two. I said all this before. Um, it, could, it could be cool. I'm going in as someone that doesn't love Chucky, but I like Chucky more than I like The Exorcist, which is why it's my number nine. You know, I feel like if I did like horror movies like if i was actually like a slasher person chucky would probably be my favorite that makes sense yeah, yeah. creepy dolls yeah. but it's kind of it, it has a sense of humor still so yeah. that's what i like in my horror that's why i like my evil deads my army of darkness is like they're gruesome they're gross but there's still some laughs in it uh speaking of laughs my number eight is actually going to be daddy campground kills that's actually my number eight as well see this is why i didn't want you looking at my list (laughs) i wrote it first (laughs) Mm -hmm. but then you say you wrote it first and but then as i was writing my list you were looking over it okay you can't i can't read that you're not proving anything (laughs) uh yeah yeti campground kills is my number eight it sounds interesting i just don't know and this one could be like the one that wows me, like Bugs, like Bugs yeah. last year, because I think Bugs was lower on my list, but after going through it, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm a bug lever now. I feel like, if I remember correctly, Bugs I was said, our number I'm 10. I'm a bug lever. I'm choosing to ignore it. <laughs> uh, Bugs was our number 10 last year. Okay, yeah. Uh, what do you have for your number 7? Dr. Oddfellow's Twisted okay. Origins. mine too. <laughs> and this is strictly because he is the icon question mark this year but i just don't know a lot about him so i i can't be super excited for this one yet until i do my research so if i revamp my list later that could be why it would be completely different if it was like the caretaker twisted origins like that would skyrocket up but i just don't know dr oddfellow do you know that the first line in dr oddfellow's wikipedia page is actually dr oddfellow is not a doctor <laughs> It's just like... I mean, that makes sense. And it was just so funny to me. I don't know why. Not a doctor. What's your number six? Uh, Blood Moon, Dark Offerings. Okay, interesting. This is where we start to... to uh, Differ? Variate then, yes. Okay, so is this your number six? I was excited for the Satanic Panic um, house and the speculation maps. Hearing it that it's going to be a colonial house, I'm kind of iffy on it, just because I feel like the other colonial houses haven't, like, wowed me. Okay, see, I haven't seen any colonial houses yet, so... I'm kind of basing him off, like... Have you... 
did you do the American Horror Story Roanoke House? I did yeah. not. I, I love Roanoke. That's one of my favorite seasons of American Horror Story, though, so. Yeah, so it kind of, it was interesting. It just didn't wow, wow me. Hmm. So, yeah, for that reason, number six. Uh, my number six is actually The Darkest Deal. Mm. I think this is a really cool idea for a house. I could see it maybe being a little underwhelming, though. Again, like, we don't know anything besides what's been rumored and now these official log lines for it. Uh, I think it sounds great, but I, until I go through it, I, I'm hoping this one wows me and it winds up higher on my list having gone to it. But as of now, it's it's in my number six. It's like almost midway through. Uh, my number five, I'm almost positive, is going to wow me and shoot up, is actually Universal Monsters Unmasked. Okay, interesting. I have a feeling that the sets are going to be amazing. Magnifique. Magnifique, yes. It's in Paris, y'all. It's in Paris, y'all. Uh, my number five is actually going to be Stranger Things Season 4. Really? Yes. Um, I loved this season. I've only been to the 2019 Stranger Things house, which was kind of like a retelling of Seasons 1 and Seasons 2. Um, I really dug it. It was kind of like a greatest hits, and that's what I'm looking forward to out of this one. It's going to have to really wow me. It's going to have to bring those moments that I love to life for this house to feel like, wow, they did it. Hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Like, it's it's in the middle of my pack. Like, wow. I don't know. It's, it's one that I'm looking forward to, but... I already bought the shirt. I I have the hat. It's like over there somewhere. Uh, This is definitely one that I'm looking forward to because I I loved season four and I just don't want to get my hopes up for it too, I guess. Um, Number four might actually be your number one. Okay. It's The Last of Us. That's that's my number four as well. Really? Yes. Um, No, we, we watched The Last of Us show. Absolutely loved it. I just started playing the game maybe a week and a half ago. And it already made me cry. And we're only like an hour into it. Like, we literally just got to the part where you get Ellie. Um, With the house being based on the game, it's not going to be a one-for-one with the show. But then the show is also, it holds to the game pretty close. So, who knows? I think this is going to be really cool, though. Um, There's just, I've learned I like the original houses more than IPs. Mm -hmm. But that's why this is the IP that's ranked the highest for me. Because I don't count Universal Monsters as an IP. Oh, okay. Because I was like, I was very confused. I was like, when did you say monsters? Uh, My number three, though, is actually going to be Dueling Dragons, Choose Thy Fate. Oh, okay, Um, okay. This one sounds cool with like the whole choose your your own path kind of thing for it. I really want to see how that's going to work. Because one of the things that I did see online is, yes, there's two paths, but then there's four different endings. Mm-hmm. So what I'm assuming, and I could be wrong on this, is you're going to pick a path of which warlock slash dragon you want to to follow, like fire or ice. And then when you get to the end, you're going to have either like, okay, if you chose the ice path, did that dragon win? Did that dragon lose? If you chose the fire path, okay, did that dragon win? Did that dragon lose? So I think that's where it's like the two paths for endings mm-hmm. works out from. 
I hope it's that kind of way. Like, if you get in line for this house, okay, Ice Dragon, Ice Dragon wins. And then you can, like, loop back around and be like, okay, Ice Dragon, Ice Dragon loses. And it's not going to be like Legends Collide last year where the first four days you go through it, it's like, oh. The mummy wins. <laughs> like Again. Like, I, I don't want it to be scare actor dependent where, like, when we talk to our friends at also go, they're like, oh, yeah, we went through Frank, well, not Frankenstein, Fire Dragon. <laughs> Fire Dragon w- wins again. Like, I don't want it to be that. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, Dueling Dragons is actually my number two mm. because of that reason. Um, one of my happiest memories from Last Horror Nights is the one, the first time that we walked through the Universal Monsters house in Dracula one, because there was so much joy. Yeah. <laughs> it was because we had gone through that house pretty much almost every single time that we had gone to Horror Nights that year. And we never saw Dracula win. We barely saw Dracula. We barely as it was. <laughs> we barely saw Dracula. So the fact that he won, it was amazing. I like I remember screaming and like clapping. My favorite memory of that house was like the first time we went through it. And it was the mummy head one, but he was like holding up the werewolf's head. And I was like I audibly was like, oh no, the mummy won. And like the mummy like was held up the head like he just kind of like slow nodded. And I was like, okay. Like, I love that house. Like, it was great. Uh, but my number three is actually The Darkest Deal. Okay. Um, I was most excited for this house. Well, between this one and Dueling Dragons, I was very excited to see like if they were actually going to be houses. So the fact that we got a like a musician like sold his soul to the devil and now we're like following his like demise amazing 10 out of 10 i'm so i'm so like i'm in love and it's gonna have great music it has to right it should like if it doesn't i'm gonna be super mad it's gonna immediately go to like last of my list exorcist can win (laughs) i don't know uh talking about um, my number two is actually gonna be universal monsters unmasked really and this is just because the first year i went 2019 i universal monsters was one of the houses that i went through i only went through stranger things universal monsters and ghostbusters and i loved universal monsters and then during the pandemic shutdown slash reopening and we had that faux Halloween Horror Nights event where you could just go through the houses. I loved the Bride of Frankenstein Lives house. When it was still there, actually, for the 30th anniversary, I still loved that house, even though we had gone through it, like, multiple times the year before. Like, it was just great. I loved being in that house. And then last year with Legends Collide, like, I still enjoyed it, even though we, we hit our hiccups where it was like, oh, no Dracula. Oh, the mummy wins. Oh, the mummy wins again. I still loved all the details in that house. I just like the universal monsters. I think they're cool. Um, this was rumored as like the Paris Monsters house with the Invisible Man. Hunchback? And the Hunchback. And possibly the Phantom of the Opera. I think it's really cool that, yes, that's confirmed. But then we're also getting Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Um, yeah, this is going to be up high on my list and I'm hoping that they bring that same love and care and attention 
to this house that they have for the last like three monsters houses that have been some of my favorites every single year uh so i guess that leads us to number one yeah mine is stranger things okay that's fine i i love stranger things mine's actually going to be blood moon really i don't know like it just sounds really cool it's like the colonial era village i don't know um I'm hoping this one wows me. Um, I know Coven was my like most anticipated one last year, and that one didn't deliver. But I still really dug that house. Like, mm-hmm. I think if we get another cool like murder cult set in like the 1700s, this could be really cool. Uh, for Stranger Things, I already have outfits planned. <laughs> That's okay, you just own a lot of Stranger Things clothes. But all that being said, none of these houses sound like clunkers. There's no no, no scary. No bugs. This year. Well, I mean, bugs was good. Like, Yeah, but bugs was the one that we were like least excited gotcha. about. Gotcha, okay. But there's no house this year that I'm actively like, oh, this is probably going to be the one that's my least favorite. Like, There's ones that I'm just not as excited for as some of the others. And who knows? Maybe our lists are completely wrong. Maybe the exorcist is like the unsung hero. We'll see. Uh, definitely a little bit longer of an episode today. Clocking in around 45 minutes. Like twice as long as normal. Uh, listener, let us know your house list. Let us know what you're most excited for. Maybe what you're dreading. You can email us over at baggingboardcast at gmail.com or just hit us up on any of our social media platforms. We're on the Facebook. We're on the Instagram. We're, we're on, on the, the threads. The Twitter, which is X, but it's still Twitter, so I don't know. We're on the threads. I'm probably more active on threads than any of the other ones. Um, but yeah, hey. Spooky season. Halloween!